You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. Give me a go, no, go for launch. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Vital. We go fly. Guidance. Guidance, go. Surgeon. Go flight. Ecom. We're go flight. GNC. We're go. Telmuse. Go. Control. Go flight. Procedures. Go. Inco. Go. FAO. We are go. Network. Go. Recovery. Go. Capcom. We're go flight. Launch control. This is Houston. We are go for launch. Professor Porterfield do not necessarily reflect the views of the sponsors or their affiliates. Texas, where the stars at night are big and bright, it's the Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, here to tell it like it was and how it is to help school you so no one can fool you, brought to you by the good folks at the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in beautiful Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. So now, without further ado, here's Professor Porterfield. Professor Charles Porterfield and uh, Hoodoo is my business. Welcome once again to the Now You Know Show. We're so very happy to have you here with us tonight. Well, it sounds like we're already starting to have a few little problems with Blog Talk Radio. As usual, it's, it's the weather. It's barometric pressure, sunspots. Venus is in occlusion with Mars. It happens. 
And we hope it clears up, and hopefully it will as the show goes on. These things do have a way of working themselves out in the backdrop. Meanwhile, uh, what a week, what a week we have had. Welcome to episode 85 of the Now You Know show. The weather in Texas, here where the secondary studios for the LMC radio network are and where our, our repeater is located, has been all over the map. It's cold. It's hot. It's muggy. It's chilly. It's wet. It's dry. You name it, we've had it, including snow and ice, followed by muck and mire. Uh, thus is the winter of our Texas discontent. As always, as always, this is our normal winter here. But I do have more news than just about the weather. I am very happy to tell you that uh, right now, uh, this very moment, as we're speaking, if you're hearing my voice now, or if you're hearing my voice in the archives between now and, let's say, May 12th of 2017, tickets are available for, ladies and gentlemen, the big, 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 big 10th annual 2017 Hoodoo Heritage Festival. That's right, the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. This year it's going to be on May 13th and 14th. That's Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Come and see Hoodoo presenters as they battle it out on stage to teach you in workshops, classes, and lectures about all sorts of authentic ethnomagic, local magic, folk magic, and Hoodoo magic magic practices, spells, and more when I'm talking about May 13th and 14th. That's right, Saturday, 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 and Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Don't wear, be there. We are talking about an award-winning group of people. There are going to be an amazing number of books coming out, books about vulvomancy, from Jeremy Weiss, M.D., no joke, completely true. Books about cursing, revenge, and crossing work from Miss Aida of Air. Books about women's work from Aura LaForest of Air. And a book, a fantastic new book about herbs and more from our own Miss Catherine Ironwood. There's going to be opening ceremonies from Storm Fairy Wolf and others involved in the fairy tradition and a Manasso opening, not a Manasso, I'm sorry, a Mesa opening from our own Tata Candelo Kenbisa, also of air and here from Candelo's Corner. There's going to be workshops on moving candle spells from Beverly Smith of LMC. You hear her every week on, that's right, in the streets. I, uh, a workshop on attraction from our own Madam Nadia and Jaye, the Fit and Foxy team. They're going to be there. Oh, they're going to be, everybody's going to be there. Tons of people and dozens, dozens, dozens of readers to read for you in every different kind of form. Playing cards, tarot cards, bone, you 
bone throwing, you name it. Listen, do yourself a favor. Go out right now and look for the 2017 2017 10th annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Tickets are on sale now. A link is going to go up into the chat room. It'll be there forever. Do yourself a favor. Get your tickets early. Get your tickets early while they're still at a lower price. You will be glad you did. Just go on over to www.hoodooheritagefestival.com and get in for those early bird prices. Up next, the news. As you know, last week we bid a fond farewell to your dear friend and mine, our one and only Patchy Fogg, Phil Patchy Fogg. And this week, behind the scenes, which you all didn't see, is that we took auditions. We took, we posted a little notice up in a local newspaper here. We didn't do it on the internet because we need somebody local. And we posted a little thing up here in the Denton uh, Record Chronicle. That's the local paper here in Denton. And we basically called for auditions to people come in, see if they wanted to be a part of our news team. And uh, somebody came in. We had, uh, we had actually about uh, uh, six people uh, in total come in to audition for us. And of them, one of them apparently just was fantastic. Everybody loved them. I wasn't around for the auditions. So when I came in Tuesday of this week, I was presented with this new information. And the new information is that we have hired Mr. William Hempstead, Mr. William Hempstead of Wise County, to be one of our new news announcers. And guess what I found out? Um, this is none other than Bill Hempstead, who was, in fact, my grade music teacher at Boyd ISD. And so um, that was a surprise. So without uh, further ado, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go over to the uh, LMC newsroom where uh, Mr. Hempstead is standing by. Thank you, Charles. That's a very pleasant introduction from you, and it's very nice to see you again, although you look very different with the beard. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Bill Hempstead reading the news. Today is Thursday, January 12th, which is the 12th day of 2017. There are 67 days until spring begins and 353 days left in the year. Tonight is the full wolf moon, named for when wolves howled in hunger outside of villages. The 12th through the 13th are auspicious days to dry fruits and vegetables, cut hair to slow growth, mow to slow growth, dig post holes, pick apples and pears, quit smoking, perform demolition, wash wooden floors, paint, start a diet to lose weight, ask for loans, entertain friends, host a party, and kill plant pests. 
the 12th through the 16th is a barren time for planting and is best for killing weeds, briars, poison ivy, and other plant pests. There's also a good period of time to clear wood lots and fence rows. Tonight's highlight in history comes to us from January 12, 1910, when the White House dinner hosted by President William Howard Taft had as a guest Baroness Rosen, wife of the Russian ambassador, who caused a stir by requesting and smoking a cigarette. It was apparently the first time a woman had smoked openly during a public function in the executive mansion. Some of the other women present, who had brought their own cigarettes, began lighting up in turn. Also on this date, in 1773, the first public museum in America was organized in Charleston, South Carolina. In 1828, the United States and Mexico signed a Treaty of Limits, defining the boundary between the two countries to be the same as the one established by an 1819 treaty between the U.S. and Spain. In 1915, the U.S. House of Representatives rejected a 204 to 174 proposed constitutional amendment to give women nationwide, nationwide the right to vote. The silent film drama A Fool Was There, which propelled Theta Bara to stardom with her portrayal of a predatory vamp, premiered in New York City. In 1932, a Hattie W. Carraway became the first woman elected to the U.S. Senate after initially being appointed to serve out the remainder of the term of her late husband, Thaddeus. In 1945, during World War II, Soviet forces began a major successful offensive against the Germans in Eastern Europe. In 1959, Barry Gordy Jr. founded Motown Records, originally Tamla Records, in Detroit. In 1966, President Lyndon Baines Johnson said in his State of the Union address that the U.S. military should stay in Vietnam until communist aggression there was stopped. And finally, in 1971, the groundbreaking situation comedy All in the Family premiered on CBS television. Today's birthday greetings go out to actress Catherine McGregor of Little House on the Prairie, who is 92. The Amazing Creskin is 82. Country singer William Lee Golden of the Oak Ridge Boys is 78. And actor Anthony Andrews is 69. We also wish to send out a special birthday greeting to our own Professor Porterfield. Charles's birthday is on Sunday the 15th. Our thought for today comes from Daniel Patrick Moynihan, U.S. politician and diplomat. Born 1927, uh, 2003, who said, quote, everyone is entitled to his own opinion, but not his own facts. This has been the news from the LMC Radio Newsroom, and we now turn you over to the lucky numbers. Lucky number, oh, dreaming of lucky numbers, hoping that those lucky numbers yeah. will show for me. Numbers only show for you and me. Superstition, oh, 
even make me suspicious. Table with 13 dishes. If she will make me That's mommy, yeah? Yeah, man. Well, okay, yeah. Put my trust in you for dust. Cause you know some days may bring you a seven. Or oh, maybe a lucky eleven. Oh, thank you, the in heaven. Lucky number for me. Yeah. Oh, yes, and you need not just trust in Goofer Dust as advised by the Nicholas Brothers, because we have the lucky numbers and card for you here each and every week. And as always, this week's lucky numbers come to us from ProfessorPorterfield.com. Now, with a brand new booking system. That's right, Professor Porterfield finally gave up the ghost and went to Bookio for your ease and convenience. So if you would like a reading, spell work, or time, with Professor Porterfield, just ease on over to ProfessorPorterfield.com and check out our new booking system. And now, the lucky numbers for this week are 4, 18, 24, 30, 35, and 46. Once again, they are 4, 18, 24, 30, 35, and 46. I have to tell you that 30, 35, and 46 are particularly lucky throughout the entire next seven days. 4, 18, and 24, less so after this upcoming Tuesday. This week's lucky three-digit numbers are 181. That's 181. 703. That's 703. And 856, that's 856. 856 is very, very, very hot right now. I'm telling you, 856 is burning hot now. But we'll start to slack off being hot around Sunday. From Sunday on through Thursday, 703 and 181 will hold more luck and power over 805. The card of the week is the Nine of Diamonds, the bank. This week, we see profitable agreements and business associations starting to bring forth good, solid gains. This is a good week to guard your riches and secure your property and goods. Take care against thievery and loss this week, as well as checking on investments. And if you have cash or checks laying around, this is the week to make sure and put them in the Bank. Remember, our week runs Thursday to Thursday, so check in with the Now You Know show to get the numbers and card when they first come out. And if you hit, <laughs> remember where you get. Till then, good luck to you all. Up next, from the First and Second Baptist Church of Quimby, Texas, our own dear Miss Loretta with Cooking with Miss Loretta. Sweet Loretta Martin thought she was a she was another
Christy to be with you again this week. This week I have a uh, old recipe for you from my family, and this recipe originally came from my great grandmother Ida, and it has been a little altered uh, as you know the ages have gone on. My grandmother changed it just a little bit. My mama changed it just a little bit, and I have put a little of my own touch in it. But this all started back with my great grandmother Ida. And it has been a traditional favorite in our family. And I hope that you're going to just love it. And I have the probably the biggest change to this recipe comes from me because I am the one that altered it so you could put, cook it in a crock pot, of course. So tonight I give you the recipe for Great Grandma Ida's crock pot red brisket stew. This is a delicious and traditional brisket stew that has a little extra pep in it from coffee, just like if you were making red-eye gravy. And the total time on this recipe is going to be 8 hours and 25 minutes. The prep time is 25 minutes, and it serves 4 to 6. For this, you will need the following ingredients. Two and one-half cups of beef stock. Three tablespoons of all-purpose flour. One tablespoon Dijon mustard. My mama added that. Kosher salt. Freshly ground black pepper. One tablespoon of canola oil. Two one and a half pounds of brisket, which has been trimmed and cut into two-inch pieces. You will also need three-fourths a cup of brewed coffee, and my grandma liked to brew that coffee pretty strong. That was kind of her addition. She liked to make that coffee stronger than my great-grandma and the rest of us did. One and one-half a pound of new potatoes halved, one-half a pound of carrots pieces, one-half a pound of parsnips cut into two-inch pieces, one onion chopped, and then also four garlic cloves chopped four fresh thyme sprigs plus their leaves, which you will use for garnish, and one bay leaf. Now, to cook this recipe, you will whisk together the stock flour, Dijon, the tablespoon of salt, your pepper, all together into a six-quart slow cooker. Then, heat your oil in a large skillet over medium-high heat. Season your brisket with salt and pepper and cook in batches until browned on all sides for about four to six minutes. Remove them from your skillet and place them in the slow cooker and reserve the skillet. Scrape up the little bits, okay, and all of that in there. For you're going to keep that skillet going for about 30 seconds, even after you've taken the meat out, 
And while that skillet's still hot and on heat, you're going to scrape up all the scrapings out of the bottom of that pan. Do not make a glaze. Do not add water to it. Just scrape them up while it's still on the heat and add those scrapings into the slow cooker. Then into your slow cooker, you're going to add your potatoes, carrots, parsnips, onion, garlic, thyme, and bay leaf. And stir it all up. Then cover and cook it until your beef is tender. On low, that will be for about seven to eight hours. And you would do that if you're going to start this in the day and then go off to work or school or whatever and you want it ready when you come back in the evening. On high, it only takes three to four hours. And that you can do that if you want to uh, start this meal around you know, noon and have it ready in time for everybody's supper when the kids come home or your husband comes home or your wife comes home. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting a little confused. They're making hand gestures at me, and I hate that. What is it that you want, Johnny? Okay. All right. Thank you, honey. That's Johnny trying to tell me I need to read a little slower as they're having trouble getting this all up into the chat room. Now, after your seven to eight hours on low or three to four hours on high are done, you will discard thyme sprigs and bay leaf from your crock pot and then season it with salt and pepper. Serve it with your thyme leaves that you kept out for your garnish, and then this goes very well uh, with cornbread on the side. It's a nice, hot, very filling stew that I hope you and your family enjoy. Hope you give it a try, and I hope you enjoy that little taste and that little kick that the coffee gives to it. If you're a fan of red-eye gravy, you're going to like red-eye brisket stew. So until we meet again next week, but somebody dared me to do this, until we meet again next week, Bon appetit. <laughs> Lord, here's Professor Porterfield with the pontification. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Miss Loretta. Actually, it, I'm not a huge parsnip fan, but it sounded pretty good outside of that. I might, I might see about making that here at the house. I might leave out the parsnips, though. Not a big, not a big parsnip fan. Up next, the professor's pontification. Tonight, Straight talk, or sometimes you can water something down so much it ain't got no taste at all. All you got to do for this pontification is sit back, relax, listen, and ask yourself, is the professor a true-talking guy or just a sweet-talking guy?
and that was, of course, Sweet Talking Guy by the Chiffons. And the winner of our first Name It and Claim It of the evening is Catherine Ironwood. That's right, Catherine Ironwood. She gets a nice, hot, crispy on all the edges, but gooey in the center, perfectly made brownie. And she gets a corner piece because the corner piece has more crispy edge, right? It has two crispy edges. If we if we actually bake them in tiny, tiny batches, then every every brownie could have a crispy edge. They could have be crispy on all four sides. Welcome to this week's Professor's Pontification. This week we have uh, a slightly different as you know we've been doing pontifications from letters uh, that have been sent in to us and we're going to continue to do that and we thank you and appreciate all the letters that have come in this week our pontification is inspired and said by a set of conversations that have been going on on social media for oh several months now here there everywhere as well as some conversations that the professor has had based off of the publishing of my most recent book, The Sporting Life. Uh, you may or may not have a ch- had a chance to check out The Sporting Life. If you haven't, it's The Sporting Life, How to Help Yourself with Hoodoo from the Streets to the Sheets. And it talks about that world of oh the world of the night the world that happens on the other side of the street uh, what the french call the demimon at this point in time i will now take out a cigar and a duck will come down next to me on a string and there it is there's catherine with it it's a demimon you say the magic word and win a hundred dollars so ladies and gentlemen there was the magic word and the magic word of the evening was the demimon so there we said it the demimon that the sporting life, that other life. So here's the thing about this. When I got that word out, when I got that that book out, I started getting some responses from people. And almost everybody basically said to me, oh, this is a great book. We love the book. The spells are amazing. Wow, good book, good book. And then a lot of people said something else. They said, I can't believe that you did this book. I can't believe that you did this book. I can't believe that Lucky Mojo published this book. How brave or how startling or how, you know, kind of, uh, you know, in your face or how, you know, just the wow, you guys, really? I can't believe you did this. Now, it broke down to two groups. Group A who we're not really going to talk about much tonight, except to just mention them, basically said, I was so surprised that you wrote that book, Professor Porterfield, because I so loved, I so loved uh, the book you wrote with Miss McHale, Hoodoo Bible Magic, The Secrets of Scriptural Sorcery. And that book is such a comfort to me, and I love all your biblical knowledge, and it's so, so nice. And then you wrote a book about whores. All right. So that was that's Group A, and Group A was always to be expected. For some reason, people think that those two don't go together, 
<laughs> which is the reason in The Sporting Life we have a whole thing in there about biblical harlots. Anyway, that's Group A. Group B, and this is who we're discussing, said, I just can't believe you did that. Wow. I mean, you just don't care. I mean, you're, you're really – you're unafraid. Great book, but you're so unafraid. You know, I mean – you you don't care that, you know, uh, people are going to, you know, wow, you're saying these words. You're talking about whores and pimps. Oh, my God. There's an – oh, my God. Like there's an entire section of the book about pimps, and there's a section of the book about drug traffickers, and there's a section of the book about madams, and there's a section of the book about people running illegal gambling, and there's all this stuff about – you know, uh, LGBT can be people, but you use some of these old words. I mean, you talk you talk about blues songs that use the word dyke and sissy. Oh, my God. I can't believe you did that. You're so brave, and it's such a good book, and I'm going to keep it wrapped in a brown paper bag and never let people know that I own it. And during that, I also became aware of some conversations that have been going on about hoodoo that are similar. Conversations in which people seemingly have a fear or a caution about talking about hoodoo within its proper context and then its original language. And people who start saying things like, uh, Oh, well, you know, hoodoo's all well and good, but it's fill in the blank, and we now need to change that. Um, it's, it's, it's gender biased, or it promotes a gender normativity, or it's heteronormative, or it's this, that, or it's non, uh, you know, inclusive, or it's not uh, introspective enough, or it's not self examining enough. Or the problem hoodoo's great, but the problem with hoodoo is is hoodoo really helping you on your inner self mission, on your inner self realization, etc., etc., etc. And this has finally gotten stuck in my craw. So there's a prontification. I'll warn you at this point in time. I probably should have warned you earlier, but I'll warn you now. If if certain language bothers you, you might want to bow out of this conversation uh, because I'm going to say certain words during this conversation. And you can nail me to the wall. That's fine. You can drag me. You can, you know, you can go, oh, you know, we're going to tar and feather uh, Professor Porterfield and ride him out of town on a rail. But I'm still going to say certain things because of how they were said before. And so I hope that you'll at least keep that in mind. The first thing I'm going to say is this. You know, if you've listened to these pontifications, you know that I snatch a lot of wigs and I burn a lot of hats. And right now it's time for our opening hat bonfire. And we're going to use all these snatched wigs as kindling for our hat bonfire. And here it goes. Some of you. Not all of you, but some of you. Some of you have a big problem with certain words being used. Some of you get real hot under the collar when somebody says pussy. Okay? I mean, and I ain't talking about it saying it in an abusive way 
like the current president of the fucking United States. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about like in a spell, okay? Like there's some sort of pussy mad, or we're going to do this work, you know, you pussy, and you're going to rub whatever on your pussy, and then you're going to take the doll that you made. And we're going to be talking about this later on in the show, by the way. We're going to take the doll, and you're going to keep that doll you made of him and put that doll against your pussy, okay? And y'all lose your minds. They go, oh, no, don't say pussy. And some of y'all have a problem with the word cock, okay, or dick, all right? And so, well, you're going to do this, whatever, uh, get get a piece of meat the size of that man's dick and, you know, measure out his dick when he's not, when, you know, when he may be asleep or he ain't paying attention, get your piece of string and measure his dick, measure his cock, and then take that measurement and cut you a piece of meat like that and bread that meat up, okay, with some of your menstrual blood from your pussy and cook it up and serve it to his ass. And then he won't be able to get away from you. Or if you're mad at him and you need him to get fucked, you know, you're going to fuck this boy, feed it to some dogs. And here's this part. Here's this part of the Bible. When you're feeding the dogs that meat, here's this part about Ahab and Jezebel. You're going to read. You're going to read out loud. You're going to pray this thing right here about Jezebel and Ahab while you feed that cooked meat of the length of his dick to those dogs because you caught him fucking around. With another woman. And y'all lose your mind when you hear that. Y'all lose your fucking minds. You go, first of all, language. 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 Like my goddamn uh, first grade teacher. Language. Language class. Then the next thing you say is, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? You, 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 what are you doing here with this? You, you, you know, you're, you're putting compelling love magic on somebody in one in one version of that spell, you're putting compelling love magic on it. <gasps> and you're compelling someone to love and be faithful. And why, that's like rape. And then in the other version, you're saying, oh, you're feeding it to a dog because you caught him with another woman. And, and, and you caught him with another woman. So you feed, you're reading all this stuff out about Ahab and Jezebel. Oh, my God, that's like death magic. How can you do this death magic? You're terrible, terrible, terrible. And then some of y'all, again, not all of y'all, I ain't using the Bob Dylan uh, accusatory you here I'm, I, I, but I'm just trying to be inclusive here some of you all then come the fuck in and say oh well there you go using that Abrahamic bullshit that Abrahamic religion okay that Abrahamic religion except some of y'all are cool with Muslim people so you don't say Abrahamic religion because Abrahamic religion is goddamn sidestep fucking code word for fuck Muslims and so instead what you say is, oh, there you go using that Judeo-Christian goddamn bullshit, that Judeo-Christian oppressive shit about how women are thrown off of fucking balconies. But what you mean when you say Judeo-Christian is fuck Jews far more than you mean fuck Christians. And then occasionally you'll just say, oh, you're using that Bible shit and that Bible shit's oppressive. And that's when you mean fuck Christians. All right. But that's the breakdown on that shit. And y'all got no problem saying those words. You all have no problem saying those words. You have a problem when we say them. You have a problem when we say pussy, when we say cock, when we talk about love spells, when we talk about gambling magic. Oh, oh, the gambling. You're encouraging people to gamble. I don't think that's correct. You have a problem, you have a problem when we say here's how – 
if you're running drugs, here's how you protect yourself from being caught by another drug runner, being cheated by a client, or picked up by the cops. Oh, 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 you're encouraging people to be drug runners or bootleggers. How terrible, how terrible, how terrible. Or, or you have a problem when we talk about being on the game. And we say, well, some of y'all are sex workers. And so here's some magic you can do. Have a successful sex working practice, whether it's cam girl or phone sex girl or a prostitute or a court, whatever, okay? And to keep your ass from not being beat by a bad pimp or being beat or killed even, killed even by a John. And you all, some of y'all go, oh, you're encouraging people to be sex workers. That's anti-feminist. And you're anti-feminist and you're trying to oppress women. When actually what we're doing is we're giving the women the goddamn spells to protect the goddamn selves and make fucking money. But we're fucking goddamn oppressing them. Then sometimes you have a problem. Some of y'all have a problem when we talk about pretty much any goddamn fucking part of hoodoo because you think it's antiquated backwards or just didn't a-okay and you want it changed and you want it brought up to date and you want it done in a goddamn hot yoga room by a bunch of people contemplating their fucking navels and chanting but some of you all and i'm talking i'm gonna make enemies get ready here it goes bonfire's about to light here we're gonna burn all the hats right now some of you all make money off of hoodoo and sell products to people buying hoodoo and people who come out of hoodoo and you got no problem saying the word nigger behind people's backs. Some of you all like to use the Psalms to bring down that holy fire and bring down that protection, that blessing and that cursing, but you got no God damn problem saying the word kike behind people's backs. Some of you all are completely and perfectly willing to use uh, uh, Santissima Muerte. And you got these beautiful little Santissima Muerte goddamn altars. And you got the skinny lady up there. You got El Catrina up there. And you bring her her tequila. And you bring her your roses. But you got no problem saying spick and beaner. And talking about how these people coming over here are going to take our jobs away from people behind their goddamn backs. Now, am I saying everybody? No, of course not everybody. No, there are a lot of genuine, good, decent, solid people involved in our community. More decent people than there are bad people. But this shit, this shit where you want to deconstruct hoodoo from what it is and make it something else because language, language, children, language, children. You all need to grow the fuck up. Hoodoo is not that. Hoodoo is there to help regular people. Regular people. Regular people. Regular people. I had, I had a client once upon a time, long time ago gentleman called me. He wanted a reading. He wanted a reading pretty much anybody. And we did a reading. And after the reading, he wanted a little bit of hoodoo work done. And I said to this man, I said, now, wait a minute. You want me to do hoodoo work for you? Like, you don't just want spell work. You're specifically looking for hoodoo work. And he said, yes. And I said, now, let me just go back over this a minute. 
Are you not, in fact, a well-off, well-moneyed, Southern California, L.A. living movie producer, okay, with an accountant and several lawyers? And he said yes. And I said to him, is this hoodoo work about a relationship problem you have with your wife, girlfriend, fiancé, boyfriend, etc.? He said no. It's about business, etc. And I said to him, why the fuck do you need hoodoo? Why do you need hoodoo? Why do you need hoodoo? You've got an accountant. You've got two or three lawyers. You've got a guy who brings you frappuccinos when you snap your fingers. You go, uh, B- Bob, where's my frappuccino? Oh, is this made with uh, uh, cruelty-free coffee beans? Is this made with Avion water? Okay, why? Why do you need hoodoo? You're already pretty much a goddamn success. Now, sure, I mean, anybody can access magic if they want to, and anybody can do whatever. I'm not saying that you know there's some sort of get bar on the gate. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is when you look at hoodoo, hoodoo is meant for pretty much regular, everyday, you know, average fucking people, and the hoodoo itself is that way as well. I had somebody – I had somebody – I had somebody advise me on a spell, okay? This is supposedly a hoodoo spell. This was supposedly a hoodoo spell out of Georgia. And the person making this advisement said a lion's tooth. You know, one of the big forefront ones, one of the fangs. Get a lion's tooth. Get a lion's fang. And then you're going to – and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, get a lion's fang. This character said, yes, okay? And I said, a mountain lion. And he said, no, a lion, lion. He said, not no goddamn mountain lion, an African lion from Africa. And I said, this, is this a, a ATR thing you're giving me? Is it like Palo, or Kimbanda, Santeria, Camboye, you know, something like that? And he said, no, this is hoodoo. This is hoodoo. And I said, what the fuck kind of hoodoo is this? that you need a goddamn lion's tooth, an African lion's tooth for, and Georgia. How many African lions are in fucking Georgia? Do, have you ever, outside of a zoo, or a nature preserve, or a museum, or on the goddamn TV, have you ever seen a fucking African lion just tooling around Georgia? Just, you know, just hanging out. Like, they all, they're all in, oh, that neighborhood in Atlanta, man. We don't even go in that neighborhood because it's all full of fucking lions. No. 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 There ain't no fucking African lions just hanging out in the wild. You know, just being their happy little lion self in goddamn Georgia. All right? Meaning what? That his spell didn't work? No, his spell might have been great. That it's not good magic? No, it might have been great magic. It might have been fucking fantastic magic. That it couldn't help anybody? No, it might have helped it might have helped a hundred fucking people. Alright? You know what I'm saying? But it's not fucking hoodoo. Because it requires something requires something that isn't available. Okay? Isn't available. And it didn't, it didn't have a substitution. See, if you came to me and you said, get yourself a mountain lion's tooth, but 
way back in the day, way, way back in the day, when this was first brought over here, it was a lion's tooth. And so if you could find a lion's tooth, I guess that would work too. But nowadays, we just use mountain lion's tooth because we don't got no African lions here because they brought them in chains. So how did they didn't bring no fucking lions with us when they kidnapped them and made them fucking slaves? All right. So then I'd go, oh, I get that. I totally get that. Just like in the Tennessee River Valley, what do you see? You see a lot of rattlesnake being used. Do this with a rattlesnake. Do that with a rattlesnake. Do so-and-so with a rattlesnake. Rattlesnake, 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 rattlesnake. Why? Because, well, the, there's a lot of rattlesnakes there. And the Native Americans that lived there had a rattlesnake cult. And they influenced African Americans who came there who no longer had access to, as one example, African pit vipers. Okay, The pit viper wasn't there. So instead, what they substituted is the rattlesnake. That makes sense. And now later, if you want to come in and say, hey, you can take this rattlesnake smell, spell, and you might be able to use a, if you, do, you know, I don't know, we don't have rattlesnakes anymore, you've got to use an, a, 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 a viper, you probably can get away with that because the rattlesnake is of the viper family. I mean, I see it. It makes sense. But that's not what this person was saying. This person was saying, no, 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 you need to use, you need to use a lion's, a lion's tooth. Now, that's a huge ridiculous example it's a true story but it's so it's so blown out of proportion why did i blow why did i tell you that big story i told you that big story so you can understand the little story see sometimes you've got to understand the big stupid shit so you can understand the little insidious shit and here's the little insidious shit the little insidious shit is when you come in and you start telling people that they don't need spells to play the numbers and they shouldn't be playing the uh, they don't need gambling spells they don't need this. They don't need that. They don't need so because, oh, that's just, oh, you got to be more high-minded. you got to be more elevated. you got to do this, that, and the other thing. And you're not telling them it in a different sort of way. You're not advising them personally. You're not saying, hey, Bob, you've got a fucking gambling problem. You'd gamble on, you know, anything, which way a leaf would fall on the ground. Motherfucker, you need some help. Go to, go to, go to, go to gambling anonymous, motherfucker. You've got a gambling problem. You're going to lose your house. You're going to lose your wife. No, 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 no. You're talking to an entire set of people. You're talking to an entire group of people. You're talking to an entire culture of people. And you're saying to them, you don't need that. Don't do that. It's low-minded. It's not elevated. You know what the next goddamn words about to be out your fucking mouth are? It's black magic. I'm waiting. Because I've heard that shit my whole fucking life. Hey, Professor Porterfield, you know, a lot of uh, people, a lot of people involved in the magical uh, community uh, also have had, uh, you know, some kind of foray into neo-paganism, and uh, you don't seem to be a neo-pagan. Uh, why is it that you, Professor Porterfield, are not a neo-pagan? Because when I was uh, encountering the neo-pagan community in the South, and this was many years ago, more than 20 years ago, it was primarily a white event, and and it was primarily a poo-poo-poo uh, uh, on Abrahamic religions or Judeo-Christian poo-poo-poo-poo-poo, which meant as a Jew, I was always side-eyed, and all that other stuff, all that other stuff, me and all the magic I had grown the fuck up with was, quote, black magic. That was negative. That was harmful. That was black magic. 
And I just kind of, you know, clued in to what I was hearing. And what I was hearing was, that's the magic of black people. So I had to bounce. I had to go, well, bye. Sorry. I'm not going to hang out in the, you know, first of all, you don't like me because I'm a Jew, so I don't really know why the fuck I'm here to begin with, okay? Second of all, I think most of your gods are fucking petty. And, you know, this thing where you put on your high horse hat and so I fucking start talking about, oh, the God of the Old Testament. First of all, Kishamir, Yiddish, Tukus, Goishavak, with your Old Testament bullshit, okay? Fuck you and Old Testament. I didn't name it old. None of my folk named it. We didn't have no meeting. No fucking rabbi got together and said, oh, old now. Okay, fuck you with my face with that Old Testament shit. Then you say, oh, the, the pagans say, oh, the God of the Old Testament is petty. He's a psychopath. He's a pie psychopath. He's a psychopath. He's, he's evil. Uh, he's awful. He's terrible. He's jealous. He's who the fuck would want to follow. Who the fuck would want to follow the God of the Old Testament? And I go, you mean unlike all your non-petty, giant-ass, human, orgy-flying, fucking let's have a war, cut people's eye out on the fucking battlefield, turning into swans, raping girls, bullshit, fucking stabbing people in the fucking throats with bits of fucking mistletoe because you didn't like their motherfucking brother gods. Oh, those guys. All oh, those high-minded, non-petty, beer-swilling, fucking they're fine, right? But my God, he's some petty cocksucker. Not gods are petty cocksuckers. I might be able to get behind that statement. I might actually be able to go, well, you know, there does seem to be some fucking goddamn problematic behavior from a lot of fucking de- deities in a lot of fucking stories. No, 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 no. Just my dude, who's not even a dude, and yet you're going to insist he's a dude, even though I tell you he's not a dude. He's both male and female and encompasses all the universe. Because then you're like, no, 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 no. I'm a Christian. I know what the Bible says. And it's like, oh, what do you mean you're a Christian? I thought you were a pagan. Well, I was raised Christian. Then I rejected Christianity. Well, you rejected Christianity, but you're not going to listen to me rejecting Christianity to tell you what the fuck is really going on. Oh, no, 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 because I got the score. So I couldn't hang with them for that. And then they were always fucking ready to piss. Oh, there's another word you're not supposed to say. Uh, Wait a minute. Is Donald Trump here? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. We're talking about piss. Donald Trump. Oh, he's not here. Anyway, then... You're always ready to fucking piss on the magic that I was brought up around that was done by the fucking elders that embraced me, the people I loved, the people who were always my, you know, I mean, fuck you, fuck you, because that's black magic. That's negative magic. That's evil. That's low-minded. That's low-minded. And they doing that shit to this day. They'll get in your face. You're not supposed to take money. Really? You're not supposed to do this. Really? Love spells or rape. Really? This, that, and the other thing. Really? Except, except the ever-growing, all-encompassing tidal wave that is neo-pagan accumulation wants hoodoo. It wants hoodoo. It wants hoodoo desperately. It wants hoodoo very, very fucking bad. And the reason it wants hoodoo very badly is for a couple of reasons. A. I'm going to be arrogant and just put it this way. It fucking works. Why the fuck wouldn't you want something that works? B, to be able to get their rights, which were always their rights, always their rights, they had to clean up their act and stop acting like pagans and start acting like neo-pagans. So they lost a lot of the blood and guts and chicken bones and mud and earth-feeling down-and-ready shit. 
okay? And so now they want it back. And look, it's still alive and well over here. And, 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 oh, wait, what's this? This is the sound of Professor Porterfield ripping a wig off. And there are no goddamn gatekeepers on fucking hoodoo. Boom! There it is. There are no gatekeepers on hoodoo. Non-initiatory tradition. Non-initiatory tradition. We have elders. We have knowledgeable people. We will teach you. We're, we have people who have grown up around. We have people that uh, are uh, uh, our elders and are in state and know what the fuck I'm talking about, but we have no initiatory tradition. And because we have no fucking gatekeepers, that means any goddamn son of a bitch can stroll the fuck in, do their best to learn, and wander the fuck away with it under their fucking arms. You've got to do a whole lot of play pretending. You've got you've to dedicate your ass to stealing shit from a Santero. You want to steal some shit from, a, from Santeria? You want to go steal some shit from Santeria? You best be ready to fucking go all the way. You got at least a goddamn year, at least a goddamn year of your style and fashion choices being highly fucking limited before you can even start stealing shit off of a Santero. You want to steal shit from a Palero? Good fucking luck. You're going to get your hands dirty. All this love and light and harm none and buddy, 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 and whatever. Oh, I took dire oaths in the glade at the dark of the moon. Man, the, the Polero going to scare the shit out of you. You got another at least a minimum a year, at least a minimum fucking year that you're going to have to really sell that shit. You want to st steal some shit from some, 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 from somebody doing Kimbanda? You want to steal some shit from them? Good fucking luck. You're going to end up in some fucking basement with the statues, hundreds of statues of red-painted women with fucking tridents and chicken bones being just thrown in the fucking air and people running around burning fires. But you can just slide your ass right into hoodoo and take and go. Easy. Easy. Easier than fucking McDonald's. Boom. Bum, bum. Because you don't got to pay anybody. And you got to pay at McDonald's. And that's the other reason that they want hoodoo so bad. Because they can get it. That's why they want hoodoo so bad. But now, here's hoodoo. You got hoodoo. What are you going to do with it? It don't blend. It don't blend with the rest of your shit. Because, let's quote Professor Porterfield, hoodoo didn't join you. You joined hoodoo. So now you've got hoodoo. And it ain't going to blend. It ain't going to blend. You've got all this harm none, which is fine. Hey, listen, I want a doctor who has taken an oath that says first, harm none. Okay, first do no harm. First do no harm. Hippocratic oath. I'm down with, you know, let's have a minimization of harming. All right? Except there's some fucking harm. All right? There's some curse work in here. All right? There's some graveyard work in here. All right? There's some fucking goofer dust in here. What are you going to do with them? Oh, well, I'll just substitute out graveyard dirt for mullion. Are you fucking kidding me? Mullion? Uh, what? What? And if that was the worst of the crimes, I could live. I could just go, well, the fucking crazy ass, you're fucking Slater and goddamn bullshit with the mullion. Fucking not, it's not really fucking goddamn uh, graveyard dirt. And just graveyard dirt comes from a graveyard. 
uh, uh, but you know, oh, 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 Jesus Christ, you know, I could live with it, but that ain't the worst. Oh no, the, the list goes go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So what choice do you have? You obviously have to alter hoodoo. And you can alter hoodoo through the lens of your own perspective. Because you didn't change the lens in your glasses because you were always there just to take and go. See, if you had come to truly become a part of, to truly sit your ass down and learn, and I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck if you're Native American, Chinese, Jew, white, African American, when you got to sit down and listen, okay? And not bring your fucking bullshit prejudice with you. And if you had done that, then the lenses in your glasses would have changed. Would have changed. And you would have seen things from a different perspective. And you wouldn't have wanted to alter it. You wouldn't have wanted to alter hoodoo because you would have been the one that had gotten altered. You would have changed. You would have changed through the knowledge. You would have changed through the experience. In fact, you would have become a better person because you would have been able to see things from other people's perspective and out of a different perspective of time and a different perspective of place and a different perspective of being disempowered and oppressed and many, 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 many other things. And you would have been a better person, but you didn't do that. And since you didn't change, hoodoo's got to change. And now you've got it in your pocket and back home. So you take it out of your pocket back home. You put it down on the table, and you say, well, let me get a knife out of the kitchen, and let me start cutting shit off it. And you do. You cut shit off it. Again, not you. This is a generalized you. I'm not trying to use the Bob Dylan all-embracing you. You know, No, I'm just trying to talk. See? You try to cut off pieces of it. I don't like that part. I don't like this part. I don't like that part. And let me tell you the number one part that gets cut. I don't like that Bible bullshit. I don't like that Bible bullshit. And that ain't just that ain't just that ain't just the neo pagans doing that. That ain't just the neo pagans doing it. Oh, they're a little more public about it. But we got a lot. We've got a lot of Afrocentric brothers and sisters who say, I don't like that Bible shit because that's the slave masters tradition. That's the slave masters ideology. That's something the master taught us. That's not ours. It's bullshit. It's been used as a lie. And has it? Yes. And was it? Yes. But what you're doing is you're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. While you're correctly identifying the forced conversion by bullshit so-called masters, because they ain't no master of nothing. The only thing that the master of is cheating, lying, stealing, and kidnapping. Correctly identifying that, what you're failing to see is how... Your great-grandma, your great-great-grandma, your great-grandfather, your great-great-grandfather, all them uncles, all them cousins used that. Used that. Because what you've forgotten is this. Master was a Protestant motherfucker or a Catholic motherfucker trying to teach you the goddamn religion that they stole from the fucking Jews in the first fucking place. And in there is a bunch of stories about how the Jews are kept as fucking slaves by a bunch of fucking people that kidnap their ass. Oh dear, sounds like there's room for use here. Sounds like there's room for use here. And so when you do that, your own ancestors. Then you turn around and talk about ancestor veneration. You want to venerate your great-grandma? Fucking read the goddamn Psalms like she did. 
not like some phony baloney goddamn prosperity minister with a suit that costs more than my fucking house tells you how to read the Psalms. Read the Psalms when your great-grandma did. I bet she taught your grandma. I bet she taught your mama. I bet if you would sit down and listen, you would know how to read them Psalms too. And it wouldn't be some phony baloney Christian bullshit. It'd be something that your family had used and you could take your goddamn power back. But instead you want to cut that off. And that doesn't make you no better than those goddamn neo-pagan fucking guys wanting to uh, call the Ayats, you know, at the proper time under the dark of the moon. They're doing the same goddamn thing. They're doing the same goddamn thing. Then, what we got to take out of it next? What we got to take out of it next? Poverty. Because nobody likes to be poor. We don't want to be poor, and we don't believe we're poor, and I don't like being poor, and I'm never going to be poor, and I don't got no sympathy for poor people. I walk past them all day on the street, and they can all fucking starve. How, 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 how is this motherfucking country to the poor? I'll tell you how deeply antithetical to the poor this fucking country is. Baby, I have been to San Francisco, bastion of liberal America. Baby, I have been to Berkeley, which isn't even technically a part of the United States anymore. It's the People's Republic of Berkeley. Like, it's a fucking goddamn communist collective right the fuck there near fucking San Francisco. Like, my ass barely got out of Berkeley alive because I was wearing a fucking kippah, and that means Israel, and that means I kill babies, and they were going to fucking burn my ass at the fucking stake. Okay? This is liberal-ass America! And God bless that there is a liberal-ass America. God bless that there is a People's Republic of Berkeley. God bless that those places exist. And in those places I just mentioned, we put spikes. We put, let me let's say this again. Here's the word. The word is spikes. Oh, they're rounded. They're rounded, but they're spikes. Okay? What was in the 20s and 30s called bum bumps. We put spikes on all the places, like under, you know, overhangs and against buildings and, you know, uh, in, in places where people might – people that are poor and homeless might lay the fuck down or sit the fuck down to rest their weary goddamn fucking bodies, souls, feet we put spikes on that. In San Francisco. Okay? That's the liberal capital of America. What the fuck do you think it's like in goddamn Idaho? What do you think it's like in St. fucking Louis? What do you think it's like in Tupelo, motherfucking Mississippi? That's how much. We hate in this fucking country. And we don't give a shit about color. And we don't give a shit about religion. The minute you're poor, you are all equal. We don't give a shit. You goddamn poor Jew, poor Christian, poor Muslim, poor pagan, poor Santero, poor white, black, or middle. Once you're poor, you can go over there and fucking die. Okay? And here's the thing about that. Hoodoo's designed to help poor people. Hoodoo's designed to help motherfucking people that have hard times. So now you've got hoodoo, and it's got a lot of shit in there about prosperity, keeping a job, not having your family broke up because of economic hardship. Here's a phrase for you. Sold down the fucking river. That phrase mean anything to you? Go look it up if it don't. Sold down the fucking river. Hoodoo has a lot of things in there. Bring people back. Hoodoo has a lot of stuff in there. To keep men from having to go far, 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 far away, far away, far away, to 
get a job. So, you know, they children can't see them. Children can't see them. Children can't see them. Wife doesn't get to see them. Maybe they stray. Men get lonely. Women get lonely. Maybe she strays. There's all sorts of spells for that. Catherine Ironwood and I could right now stop. Could right now stop and start listing spells like this in the chat room. And we could do so until 6 or 8 a.m. tomorrow and never break never break speed. Never go, oh, wait, I fr- oh, do we have any more? I can name three off the top of my head right now, three lamp spells right now to put in a window to do this kind of work I'm talking about. Okay, well, that's all got to go. Why? Because we don't like poor people, and we're not poor, and we're not going to be poor. Out it goes. Out it goes. Out it goes. Bye. Well, we don't see the need for sex work, and sex work is anti-feminist, okay? Anti-feminist, and so we're not going to have sex. We don't need to protect those people. Fuck those people. And out it goes. Excuse me a minute. I'm going to assume, Lion, 21, that you are listening to the show. And so I want to ask you one question, Lion. What's the point you're trying to make? Because you are about to get kicked. So this is your one chance, friend, to say, no, that's not my intention. I'm just trying to talk in conversation and point out that, you know, the wicked uh, get theirs, and that's kind of what you're talking about, Professor. This is your one chance, so pipe up, pipe up. Because believe it or not, I'm a peaceful man, but don't meddle with me. Now, that being said, let me get back to what I'm saying before we run out of time because we got a lot more shit to talk about in this show. You want to, These people come, not all people, but some people, they come. They want to take hoodoo. They want to trim it down. They want to alter it. They want to make it something different. They want to alter what's going on. That's not hoodoo. That's not hoodoo. And here's the other thing that you best understand. Here's what you really best understand. When you rob hoodoo of its context, when you rob hoodoo of its place, when you rob hoodoo of its roots, ha, 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 every pun intended, then it stops working and it becomes hollow. Except that the problems that hoodoo addresses were problems yesterday, they're problems today, and baby, they're going to be problems tomorrow. So if you're worried about the great orange Cheeto dictator sitting in the orange house and I got news for you. I'm worried. And you're worried about Sessions becoming, well, pretty much anything in the government. Or you're worried about this. You're worried about the cops. You're worried about anything. You're worried about where the next dollar is going to come from. You're worried about your children being safe at school. You're worried about getting the dollar to keep paying the bills. You're worried about everything that's going on. Then my advice would be that you leave hoodoo alone. Not you don't practice hoodoo. You don't, you don't go and start cutting it. You don't go and start cutting it, okay? You don't start, you don't start altering it because you're going to need it. You're going to need it because the life events, and they are life events, and the life options that Hoodoo addresses keep flowing. They come up again and again and again, 
They've been here since the dawn of time. They're going to be here way past when I'm here. Because at the end of the day, baby, the beat goes on. The beat goes on. The beat goes on. Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain. La da 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 dee. Charleston was once the rage History has turned a page The minute good the current thing Brownie goes to Troll Chowl Head. 
uh, Chief Engineer here at the LMC Radio Network for correctly identifying the title of the song first. One half of a brownie goes to Miss Aida. That's Miss I've Got a Dremel, Watch Out Aida for correctly identifying the group, which was Sonny and Cher first. However, a full brownie goes to Papa Newt, who typing at the same time as both of them, so he didn't get his answer from them, correctly identified the group and title of the song, which is how you win Name It and Claim It. So, half a brownie for Troll, half a brownie for Miss Aida, full brownie for Papa Newt, three people get brownies. That being said, a candelo, a candelo, candelo, my brother, I know how old you just turned your last birthday, and I know how old I am, and I know how old that song is, and it ain't before your time. You just wish it was. <laughs> oh, it may have been, you may have been, you may have been in mama's arms, but it still ain't before, before your time, because you know, a song like that lasts for the ages. A song like that's trying to do exactly what we're trying to do here at the LMC Radio Network. You know what that is? That's just sending out a signal. What's that signal? Why, that's the LMC Radio Network on the air! The LMC Radio Network, broadcasting around the globe, bringing news, information, education, and entertainment to all. It's the LMC Radio Network, in the vanguard! The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Roof Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Candela's Corner with Candelo Cambisa and Michael Carell, Mondays 5 to 7, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7, Fit and Foxy with Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, Wednesdays 6 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays 6 to 7.30. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays 6 to 7. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays 5 to 7. All time specific, at 3 hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Thank you, Troll Talhead, Chief Engineer here at the LMC Radio Network, for that update of our shows each and every week. And now, ladies and gentlemen... And with a special, 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 uh, just a special kiss going out to our own Miss Aida, your friend and mine, here to talk to us about our wonderful sponsors, the one, the only, Count Goulash. Children, it is I, Count Goulash, here to talk to you once again about the Lakimojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. That's right. Did you know that Lucky Mojo is both an online magical shop and a real magical store that you can visit? Why not visit them during the Hoodoo Heritage Festival? It's going to be very spooky. 
Did you know that the Lakimojo Curio Company carries a full line of handmade spiritual supplies, including occult oils, incense, powders, candles, herbs, mojo bags, spiritual soaps, books, and spell kits? For those who cast magic spells, love spells, money spells, and protection spells in the African-American hoodoo, pagan magic, and other witchcraft traditions. Oh, who am I talking about? I'm talking about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Oh, you can go and visit them. Yes, go and visit him in person and see, bring your children, bring your small, sweet, adorable, tasty children with you to see the train set. And you can all watch the trains as they go around and around and around and around, leading you deeper and deeper into hypnotic sleep until all you can hear is the sound of my voice. My voice, Count Goulash, telling you about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. And after you've seen the trains, oh, and by the way, who says John St. Romain is the only one who can do it? <laughs> After you've seen the trains, you can go and take a few moments of prayer and meditation in the world's smallest church. That's the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church right there on the grounds. Also hosts of this year's Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And then go into the store and browse through the beautiful aisles, looking at thousands of items from all over the world. But you cannot make it there in person. Do not fear, because in the privacy of your own room beneath the bust of palace, you can go on your computer to www.luckymojo.com and see all of their products online and order them with but the touch of a finger. Where? At www.luckymojo.com or at luckymojo. or at 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Tell them Count Goulash sent you. <laughs> wow. Once again, just... Once again, just, just... There's nothing to do after that. I mean, <laughs> how do you follow? How do you fucking follow an act like that? It's impossible. The guy blows me away every week. Up next, our new segment, What We Do. This week, we're going to talk about doll babies. You can make them out of clay. You can make them out of cloth. Why, you can even make a paper doll. I'm going to buy a paper doll that I can call my own. Her doll. That other fellows cannot steal And then the flirty, flirty guys With their flirty, flirty eyes Will have to flirt with dollies That are real When I come home at night She will be waiting She'll be 
the truest doll in all this world. I'd rather have a paper doll to call my own than have a fickle-minded real-life And that's why I'm blue She's gone the way and left me Just like all dolls do I'll tell you boys it's tough to be alone And it's tough to love a doll that's not your own I'm through with all of them I'll on that one is Catherine Ironwood who got the entire title of that song correct including the parenthetical parts of that title it is the Mills Brothers with Paper Doll also known as the Mills Brothers I'm going to buy a paper doll that I can call my own those two front that front and back part are normally in parentheses when you see them on the on the record label. Uh, but that is the Mills Brothers. Congratulations, a cookie for Miss Catherine Ironwood. She got it completely 100%. And that brings us to this week's uh, new segment, second time we've done it, What We Do. And tonight we're going to be, last week we talked about mojo bags, very, very important part of food, mojo bag. Now we're going to talk about one of the second, perhaps the second most popular part of, uh, or thing used in, and that is uh, doll babies. Doll babies, uh, often called uh, erroneously voodoo dolls, uh, which they are not. Uh, but you hear people call them a voodoo doll. You also hear some people call them a poppet. And if you hear someone call it a poppet, then you know immediately that they're coming from a more uh, European, northern European, uh, northeastern European, British, and Scottish, and Welsh background. But what all these names are for is a figural image, a figural image that is constructed by a root worker, by a spiritual worker, and it is intended 
primarily to represent human beings upon whom uh, uh, work will be done, either positive or negative. They are not inherently negative. All right? Let's get that down right off the bat. Doll babies are not inherently negative. All right? Everybody wants to get all hepped up about it and all frightened about it and be like, oh, no, 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 it's to curse and to kill. It can also be used to cleanse. It can also be used to do reversing work. It can also be used to heal. Again, the idea here is we're doing this at a distance. This is a what we would an anthropological sympathetic magic, yeah, whatever. But this is the idea that I do this on the doll, and therefore it happens to you, the person that I've made the doll in effigy of. Now I said mostly, mostly human. Why did I say that? Because occasionally, not very often, but occasionally, very very rarely, you'll find an animal effigy being used. And this is when some piece of work wants to be done or is desired to be done on a specific animal, a pet or an animal involved in someone's livelihood. Um, back in the day, horses were very often used as part of someone's livelihood. You need a horse to get places, to pull your cart, to pull your carriage, etc. on and on and on. And so that specific horse might be targeted, a pet might be targeted, again, for good, for good or ill. And also, very, very rarely, very rarely, and here you will start to find that what you're dealing with is something that descends out of Poland. Cattle, specifically cattle, may be made in effigy. But primarily, 99.9% of the time, most all babies, most Poppets, most effigies are. There are two kind of general kinds of, of, of doll babies that you'll find primarily in hoodoo. And uh, these are um, – how do I want to put this? So you can kind of picture this in your head, Okay. The things you, what you will have is you will either find a handmade doll, all right, or you'll find a stuffed doll or a doll that is already produced being used. In the sense when we have a handmade doll, okay, uh, a handmade doll may be made of pretty much anything, cloth, clay, paper, uh, it can even be made out of a playing card. Okay, to which uh, often a photo of the face of the target is glued. Uh, this can also be a figural candle to which a photo is glued or bound or pinned. Um, and then personal concerns and other items, pieces of cloth, pieces of clothing, hair, nails, and certain herbs, roots, minerals, curios may be stuffed into the handmade doll. In the case of, say, a figural candle, the base of the candle would be loaded with them. It'd be hollowed out, and you'd put that stuff in there. In the case of a playing card, you would tape those items to the playing card. You would tape them to the paper doll. You would put them inside the cloth doll. The other kind of baby doll that you will sometimes find is a pre-made doll. 
And this can be a variety of pre-made dolls. Uh, you often will see little red flannel, green flannel, white, etc. And they're not really flannel, unfortunately. They're this really nasty, scratchy uh, synthetic cloth. Uh, little dolls cut out in a basic human shape, not unlike, oh, a gingerbread man shape. Oh, did I mention that uh, gingerbread men could be used as dolls as well? Like you could make a gingerbread man and dedicate it to the person and then feed that to a dog, you know, like we talked about earlier. You can make dolls out of meat even. All right. So, but coming back to these other dolls, these are pre-made dolls. You buy them and they're already the way they are. Okay. They're already sewn up. They're already stuffed. Sometimes with cotton batting, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes with something nicer like, uh, oh, uh, 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 Spanish moss, etc. But also here you also have the use of ready-made dolls like a Barbie doll or a China doll. Okay, And again, depending on how that doll is made. You can put things inside it. You know, you can pull its little head off, and there's a hollow, right? And so you can put things inside the hollow, whether it's she or he be made of plastic or china. You have to be a little more careful with china dolls because of how they're bound together. But if you're clever and crafty, you can get inside the doll, and you can put your personal items in there. Or you can mix tape, bind hair from the, the target into the hair of the pre-made doll, or you can, again, tape, bind a picture of the face to the pre-made doll. So these are the two basic kinds of types we see. The handmade doll, the pre-made doll, they both are going to end up being used, and they're both going to have things happen to them to make them be personalized to the individual, but one, you're making your own, and the other, you're getting it and then altering it. So inevitably, because we're talking about hoodoo, people who don't know shit about hoodoo say, but which one's better? I want the most powerful one. Which is the most powerful one? I want powerful doll. Professor, give me that powerful doll. Well, the fact of the matter is it's about what you're doing with these dolls and how you're doing it. A handmade doll is not necessarily going to be more powerful than, say, a shop-bought China doll. Okay. They have a potential for either to be, you know, powerful, okay? And again, some of this is about how we connect the doll. Dolls are primarily uh, linked to the target. Now, how do they get linked to the target? The most common way is through a form of baptism, and this is where the worker takes the doll, gives it a name, baptizes it in that name, may even do this as a full-on baptismal rite. I mean, right out of, say, a Catholic orange Bible. I mean, right, the full nine yards may sit there with holy water, hold the baby, you know, in the arms, did you are in the name of, blah, 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 and baptize it as if it were a living child, okay, the, the, the dog. Other people will baptize it in different manners, and during that baptism, they may say, uh, you are John Smith, and what happens to you happens to John Smith. The two of you are the same. As you bear John Smith's head upon your hair upon your head, your head is John Smith's hair. As you bear John Smith's clothing upon your body, your body is John Smith's body. As you bear 
John Smith's foot track dirt in your feet. Your feet are John Smith's feet. And what I do to your feet, I do to his feet. What I do to your body, I do to his body. What I do to your head, I do to his head. Okay? Once the target has been established, again, you could do the same thing with an animal. You are the cow of farmer so-and-so. And as you, because you got something from the cow, right? But again, we need a connection. We need a connection. The minimal connection you need is a picture. But there are many other things you can use to put inside a doll that you may not even think of, like a business card. A business card represents someone. When I give you my business card, I'm saying, this is me. This is me. Do you need me? This is me. My address, my work address, my phone number, my work phone number, and my name. This represents me. This little card is going out into the universe to represent me. Therefore, card can be used. Card can be put inside the doll. And it's pretty easy to roll up, wrap up a, a business card and put it inside almost any kind of doll. Now, once the doll has been linked to the target, then the worker actually gets to work, working on the doll. This could be positive. This could be a blessing where the doll is taken and given a spiritual bath. And we take it and we bathe it, bathe it just like you bathe a baby doll. Like, you know, you see little kids playing with it. Or that doll could be restrained, could be tied up. Or that doll could be given pain through a variety of methods. Very, very soon, coming to a hoodoo festival near you, coming to a hoodoo festival near you in 2017, there's going to be a fantastic book by Miss Aida about cursing, crossing, and revenge work. And I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, right here, right now, that there is a fantastic spell, uh, not spell, I should say there's a fantastic section, a whole section not one spell, many spells, and an entire section in this wonderful book that's about to come out from Miss Aida that talks about all the terrible, terrible things you can do to a baby doll. How you can hang them, choke them, drill them, burn them, torture them, drown them, smother them, feed them to ants. Feed them to maggots, feed them to animals, tear them into bits, you name it. it uh, trust me, trust me, you're going to want this book, okay? If you, you're going to want And that is one of the, some of the examples of something negative that can be done to dolls. Also, a doll can have a little coffin made for it, and that coffin can be taken and buried in a graveyard to kill that person, that that doll can be taken and buried at a crossroads so the person never has any peace. That doll can be mailed away. Let me tell you a little story about one of my favorite examples of how you can do something to confuse and drive somebody nuts and keep them moving forever with no more than a paper doll. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you about my good friend, Flat Stanley. My friend, Flat Stanley. Who's Flat Stanley? Flat Stanley is a paper cutout of a little boy named Stanley that was brought to me by my son, my youngest son, when he was in kindergarten, first grade. And they had a little project. And what they had to do is they had to take Flat Stanley, 
who they had made Flat Stanley, and they had to mail Flat Stanley to other people. And the people they mailed Flat Stanley to would then mail Flat Stanley on to other people so that your Flat Stanley would cross the world and people would post pictures and send in pictures. Yes, it's real. Of course this is real. I'm not making this up. Christy can, and Catherine can verify this for me. Christy, go verify Flat Stanley to these people. Uh, and they would send in photos of Flat Stanley. Your Flat Stanley made it to China. Your Flat Stanley is in Vietnam. Your Flat Stanley's in Russia. Your Flat Stanley's at the North Pole with a soldier. Your Flat Stanley's on an airplane up in the stratosphere with a with somebody like that, Flat Stanley. And when I saw Flat Stanley, I thought to myself, self, I now know how to make someone keep moving forever. All I have to do is make a paper doll of someone, tape their hair to it, write their name on it, write their name on the back of the paper doll that says, you are, you are John Smith. Color it in. Make it look like them. Maybe even take a picture of them that's a full body picture of them and cut it out as a paper doll. And then take that doll and make the connection to it and then tell them that they're never going to rest and put some red pepper on them. Maybe, you know, a little black pepper juice and this, that, the other thing. Keep them moving and put them in an envelope and mail them to a friend of mine. I can mail them to Candela Cambisa in Florida. And then Candela Cambisa can take that envelope and mail it to somebody he knows in Cuba. And they can take it, and if, since we're all friends, mail it to somebody they know in France. And they can take it and mail it to David Shi, currently in Manchuria. And David Shi can mail it to Catherine in San Francisco. And she can mail it to me, and I can mail it on to Candela again. And we can keep that son of a bitch moving around the globe so he never rests. So there's a little idea for you of something you can do with a doll, just a simple paper or picture doll. So this is the way dolls are used. Dolls can be used in a number of ways. They can also be kept by the person who wants. In other words, you can make a doll for a lover. You can say, oh, I, I, I like Sally. I like John, and I want John to be with me. And take John's doll and keep John's doll in bed with you. That's where John belongs, in bed with you. And when you go out, put John in, put John's doll in your panties. So he's always near your pussy. Oh, I said pussy. Because you want him to be your lover. You want him to come home to you. You want him to be in your bed. Keep, keep him on your tummy while you're pleasuring yourself, while you're having an orgasm. So that he knows what's going on. He knows where he's supposed to be when you're orgasming. To bring John home. You can make a baby doll of a baby that is unnamed except as a healthy child for a woman that's having problems with miscarriages or problems with conception. So for her to keep that doll to help her get pregnant, and you would use appropriate herbs in that. So there you go. There's an example of many different things you can do with dolls. I hope that you will take this time this week to learn even more because this is just the tip of the damn iceberg, kids. I mean, the very tip of the iceberg. And I hope you'll take the time this week to know more, to go out, learn more, to 
get your hands a little dirty about making doll babies and using them because they can be used for every different kind of work that you want to use and do. Our segment, What We Do, comes to us not only from our own knowledge, but also from the very fine folks at the Association of Independent Readers and Worker, Root Workers, AIR, a directory. Why not stop on by at readersandrootworkers.org and check them out? And we thank them for the use and inclusion of their materials in the show each and every week. Up next, we're going to go into the kitchen and talk very quickly, because you know how these shows go, about sandalwood. You know, it's used as a sandalwood. It's used as a form of incense. Like you can use sandalwood for incense, but don't suck on in- sandalwood. Don't 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 mistake it for a peppermint. and peppermints by the strawberry alarm clock and the full cookie goes to Catherine Ironwood. Uh, 
Christy XY XP Christy XP gets half a cookie because she named the song first. All right, sandalwood in the kitchen tonight. First of all, the thing I want to tell you about sandalwood is it's a very very complex uh, uh, botanical matter. Okay. And when I say you should spend more time this week studying it, you should spend more time this week studying it because there are a number of different plants that are known as sandalwood. And they are, we have what is called the true sandalwoods. And there are about three or four, quote, true sandalwoods. And then there are a variety of other species that are unrelated plants that with a similar scented wood or oil that are used that are called such things as false sandalwood, false red sandalwood, African sandalwood, bastard sandalwood, East African sandalwood, etc., except they're not true sandalwoods. All right? So so th- there you go. There you go. Sandalwood is a holy incense in India and has been uh popular in blended incenses burned for fragrance in many, many different magical rites. It is said that its purity adds power to any spiritual incense mixture, but in hoodoo, it is associated with primarily with wish-making and happy homes. Although classed with resin incenses like frankincense and myrrh, because it must be burned on charcoal, sandalwood is actually made up of wood chips. It's the actual wood, okay? In India, the wood is carved into prayer beads and powdered to make paste to anoint holy objects. Here in America, the wood chips may be added to mojo bags for safety, peace, health, and, of course, wishes. And the essential oil of sandalwood makes a strong candle dressing oil. A number of ways that you can use sandalwood are for a peaceful home. For a peaceful home, burn sandalwood alone or mixed into peaceful home incense to calm down family strife. It's also common to burn it in, a, in closed up rooms immediately after spiritually cleansing that room with Chinese floor wash. So in other words, you would use Chinese wash to spiritually cleanse the room. And then with the room closed, the windows closed, the doors closed up, you would burn, you would smuffigate that room with uh, burning sandalwood. You can use sandalwood also to stop evil from entering your home. To do this, you would mix sandalwood powder with angelica root powder and sprinkle the mixed powders across the front of your house or place a whole angelica root and sandalwood chips in a muslin bag inside the house near the front door to both repel evil people and evil spirits. Then also you can use it as a lover's incense. And I will report to you personally that I have had great success with this. A mixture of sandalwood, aloes wood, and patchouli roots burned on charcoal in the room where you are to meet your lover is to said to pave the way to a night. I have found that to be absolutely true. And I have also found that a personal scent made of a mixing of the oils of those sandalwood, aloes wood, and patchouli together that one uses on one's pulse points also has a similar effect with one's lover. You can also use it to find new love. 
If you sleep with a bag of sandalwood chips under your pillow, it will help you find new love. And finally, you can use it to have a wish granted. To do this, write your wish three times on paper and throw the paper into a bed of burning sandalwood. And as it is consumed, it will help bring your wish to you. Now, the other thing that I must say about this is that sandalwood is very expensive compared to other types of wood. And therefore, to maximize profit, sandalwood is harvested by removing the entire tree instead of sawing it down at the trunk close to the ground level. And this way, wood from the stump and the root, which possess high levels of sandalwood oil, can also be processed and sold. And because of that, it has some negative impact ecologically when this is done in an incorrect way. When this is done thoughtfully so that the sandalwood is being replaced by smaller plants, you know, we're just, we're just growing plants and growing plants, we're growing all these trees in a cycle, then it's fine. And you see the same thing done in a lot of different kinds of lumber production. But when it's done incorrectly, it negatively impacts the ecology and sandalwood and the use of sandalwood is slowly becoming uh, a problem like all of the woods and all the plants that we're using. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Keep in mind that we have to keep this going. We have to take care of the earth or there's no place for us to live. Our information for the in the kitchen section comes to us this and each and every week from and Materia Magica of African American Conjure by Miss Catherine Ironwood, and we thank her so much for her allowance of its use and inclusion in the show each and every week. She's a great pal. Well, that's it, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had some fun. I hope you learned something and had a grand old time. We talked about a lot of stuff this week. Go out, study up, learn up more on doll babies and sandalwood. Even if you're an expert, you can learn a little something else. And as we have said from now on, we're no longer going to say it negatively. Not until a certain somebody's out of the White House. We're just going to say it this way. This is not the end. Ah, this is not the end. Uh, it is not even the beginning of the end. Uh, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning.
You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.